And so we're back in the Gospel of John today, John chapter 8, if you have your Bibles. We're just going to keep moving through this, and believing God is going to continue to speak to us in and through this time. How many of you know that we are drawn to the light? We really are. We're drawn to the light. We're drawn to the light in our lives when we get up in the middle of the night. We are going towards the light, right? If not, we're going towards the light switch so that we can see. If we're going through a difficult time, how many of you know that we want to see the light on the other end, right? We're going through a a difficulty in a pandemic. We want to see the light at the end of the tunnel. We are drawn to what is at the other end, and that is light. And so as we speak about light, we understand this. The light isn't drawn to us. We're drawn to the light. Isn't that true? That how many of you remember, I'm not even sure, some of you may still have it. Remember the lighted bug zappers you used to put in your yard? How many of you? I mean, does anybody still have one? You do. Awesome. Okay, a couple people have them. Now, uh, bugs are always drawn to the light, but their end when they hit it is they're dead. Isn't that true? Now, I'm not talking about that kind of light today. I'm talking about light that gives life. How many of you are with me today? And so I know many of you had those, and they were pretty funny to watch. I grew up in the Midwest, and man, something would hit that thing. I watched one of my friends. I'm not sure what hit it, but it was probably one of those large monster mosquitoes in the Midwest that drill with six-inch shafts that they're so big, when it hit it, it fried the whole machine. I remember that. It just shorted out. We are drawn to the light. Today, as we come to another powerful symbol of who Jesus is in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, in verse 12, we see these words where Jesus said, I am the light of the what? World. He says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. When we go through this today, we come, and we're not going to read this uh, line upon line, but we are going to see the response of people to the light. And as he was saying these things, the scripture says, many believed in him. That's good news, because he says in verse 24, unless you believe that I am he, literally that I am, you will die in your sin. So here is the picture that Jesus is giving in John chapter 8 that literally we have a picture of people passing from death to life. They will not die in their sins if they believe that Jesus is the great I am, that he is the light. And he's saying this, that on the other hand, there will be those that are unrepentant, and he says they will not have life at the end, there will be eternal death. And so he says the believers, though, they're going to have everlasting life. They're going to have everlasting joy. I think that's a great thing to be reminded. We need a whole lot of joy, don't we, in our lives? And the joy of the Lord gives us strength. So here's the key to today's message. There is life in the light for everyone who chooses to believe. It's hard to see in the dark. We know this. Darkness has a way of concealing things, while light has a way of revealing things. And for many of us, we know this is a clear metaphor to our lives today, that it's a clear metaphor that we understand that a lot of people are living in the dark. 
living out and hide into the dark and, and uh, we think that we can hide out and we think that we can hide our issues. So when people meet us, they, they don't actually meet the real self, they meet the projected self. And so if you're gonna have a relationship with Jesus, you're gonna have to step out of the darkness and you're gonna have to come into the light. Can anybody help me today and say amen? Amen. If you're going to have a relationship with Jesus, you're going to have to come out of the darkness and you're going to have to come in to the light. And Jesus comes and brings another great I am statement. You know, weeks back, we saw Jesus say that I am the bread of life. He says, now I am the light of the world. God is light. And in 1 John, it says, and in him, there is no darkness. Do you know that there is no darkness in God? He is only light. It's amazing. In him, there is no darkness. And so he's saying in 1 John, God is light. Can you say that? God is light, right? If you want a relationship with God, you must have fellowship with God and you must come into the light. And we understand that God is absolute light. There's no darkness in him. Light and dark are very common themes in that day as it is in our day. If God is light, what does that exactly mean about God? If God is light, would you consider for a moment the power of of light. Do you know that there is power in light? It is. Light is powerful. Now we think of light kind of as on and off because we go to the light switch and we turn it on and we shut it off, right? We think of light just in those terms. But it's more than that that we see it's we see this that scientists will tell us that light is energy. Light is like a wave and it has movement to it. In fact, scientists say that light is almost indescribable as you talk about its power. In fact, the source of light is anything but fixed, anything but static. It is on the move. Light is fast. It is really fast. Listen, here's how fast it is. Kind of break it down. If you were to put light into a vacuum and measure its speed, light is moving at the speed of 186,000 miles per second. In theory, light, this is the fastest thing in the entire universe. The fastest thing. More of a common language that you and I think about because we drive vehicles and cars as miles per hour, right? We get in a car and we think on those terms, miles per hour, you know, 40, 50, 60. So if you were to drive a car at the speed of light, that would be 660 million miles per hour. At that speed, you could go around the earth seven and a half times in a second. Woo, that's fast, right? Think about that. That's amazing. God is fast and God moves suddenly, doesn't he? He's fast. He moves suddenly. We think it's static many times, but God is not that way. Light is so fast that scientists, you know this, have created its entirely own measuring scale. It's called the speed of light. You measure the speed of light in what you call light years. And light years are determined by how long the light takes to reach your eyes and mine. Did you know that? It's, it's the time and the distance from one object to the light emitting to your eyeballs. For instance, the moon, it takes one second from the light of the moon to hit your eyes. So it means the moon is one light second away. The sun, it takes eight minutes from the, when it, you see the sun to reach your eyes. So that light you're seeing from the sun is eight minutes old. The nearest star in our galaxy, it took four and a half years for that light to reach your eyes. 
So it's four and a half light years away. What am I saying? So the light you are seeing in the universe is actually history today. Light isn't just powerful. Would you consider today the purity of light? Because Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness. Will not walk in darkness. And light, we realize in the Bible, is always referencing righteousness and goodness. So when the light shows up in the Bible, that's, that thing is good. That thing is righteous. On the other hand, where you see darkness, you see things that are evil. And you see things that are unrighteous. For instance, Satan, the father of lies, is also known as what? The prince of what? Darkness. We see him as the prince of darkness. That's what the Bible says that he is. God is light. We realize through scripture that Satan is the prince of darkness. Now, if you've ever gotten up in the middle of the night and it was dark and you stubbed your toe, you would say that is absolutely of the devil. Am I right? (laughs) Absolutely, because all of us have done it. Light reveals, darkness conceals. What John tells us about Jesus is, is that when you think about God, understand that God is light and that light means God is absolutely 100% pure. God is good. God is righteous. We live in a world today that is broken and fallen. We live in a world today where there are many bad things taking place, but just because the world is bad doesn't mean that God is bad. Amen, church? God is light. God is pure. God is good today. You've got the power of light. You've got the purity of light, but how about the purpose of the light that God has given to us. Light has a purpose. When light hits your retina, it illuminates so that you and I can see. So light gives way to sight. The light that we have through Jesus, that we have now the ability to see color. You know that color is derived from light like the screen that is behind me, the only way that you and I can see the colors of that that are on there is because light is reflecting onto that and into your eyes. Without light, we don't even have color. Think about it. All the color in your world and the beauty in your world comes from God because God is light and Jesus ignites the light. Are you getting lit now? How many of you are getting lit? How many of you are getting lit now? Come on. How many of you are with me today that you're with me in this place? All right. All right. That's good. Light's purpose is to illuminate your path. So light is an absolute game changer. Everywhere it goes, it changes things. In 1879, Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. Thomas Edison had this tactic, though, that whenever he was going to invent something, he would step out in front of people and he would say, this is what I'm about ready to do. I'm going to invent this. I'm going to invent that. And then what he would do is he would go and he would begin the invention process. He'd go to his lab. And the reason why that he would do this is he believed if he spoke out publicly, it would create public accountability. If he said it, he said, that means I'm going to do it, because if I say it, I'm going to do it. That would force him to get the job done. I think we as believers need to get our confession in front of our circumstances. Amen? 
I think we as believers need to get our confession in front of our circumstances today, and we can help other people that are living in whatever they're going through, whatever fear, whatever darkness. We've got to speak some things into existence. We've got to speak some things into being, even though we may say in our circumstances this way, we got to say, listen, I am going to believe that God is working through this today and that God is greater and we're not always going to be here. Amen. I said that many times through the, this uh, pandemic, us being away on, on Sundays. Listen, I'll just be very honest with you. Uh, Sunday mornings got to be one of the more discouraging, depressing times for me as a pastor. I don't know about you, but to sit there and watch me preach, that's depressing. All right? no, it's just, <laughs> I'm just serious. Sitting there and, 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 and watching this when I think, God, we should be together as the body of Christ. Watching services are one thing, but it doesn't mean we're connected as the body of Christ. So I know that we all go through our anxiety and our struggles through this time, what you can and cannot do and as, as things are changing. But, but, but I, like you, just begin to confess and begin to say, God, I'm going to speak this into existence. We're going to meet together. I don't know how long this is going to take. This thing is going to break in the name of Jesus. God is going to heal. God is touching people. And yeah, there's a lot of grief with this. And people have lost loved ones. And this is sad. But God, we know that you are greater. And you've promised you're going to shine in this dark time, right? In 1879, he invents the light bulb, and the light bulb is an absolute game changer. Would you agree with that? Yes. It doesn't just illuminate people's homes, but more importantly than that, it actually lifts the economy. Because of the light bulb, cities are formed. Now people are able to work late into the evening, and they can become more effective and more efficient, and literally brand new industries are formed because light entered the situation. We go back to the book of Genesis, the very uh, first book in the Bible. We are very well aware. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It was formless and void and darkness covered the earth. And God said, let there be what? Light. Let there be light. And notice all of creation follows light. All of creation follows light. Light. God said, let there be light, and creation then followed that very incredible moment. God is life. Light is a game changer, and it has purpose, and it's that to illuminate the path that is in front of you, right? I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. God is light. God is powerful. God is pure. God has a purpose for you and me. That's the starting point for fellowship, isn't it? It really is. The same writer of the Gospel of John is the same writer of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And if he says this in 1st John, if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet we walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus purifies us all from sin. Jesus is establishing this. Jesus came not to establish religion, but an absolute relationship with you and me. And it's more than just one small experience on Sunday morning at Abundant Life Church, and then go back to our old way of life. Jesus came for an absolute takeover of our lives, and he wants us to walk in his light 
every single day. Amen? Right? The truth is, you know, we want fellowship with God. We, but if we do, then we have to know we've got to come out of darkness and step into the light. We must walk in his power. We must walk in his purity. We must walk in his purpose. Listen, until you know who God is, you will never know who you are. So if God is light, if God is full of power, full of purity, full of purpose, and he is, then you have to know that who you are in the equation is absolutely vital and life-giving. I can't discover who I am until I first know who he is. See, apart from God, we're dark. So many people walk around and say, I have problems. Can I tell you something today? It's worse than that. You ever heard that? People, I got problems. I got a problem today. It's, I got a really big problem. I got a big problem in my life. And it's, it, Apart from Jesus, you and I are the problem. God is light, and we are full of darkness. And if we say that we are without sin, you are deceiving yourselves. And the Bible says you're absolutely lying to yourself. Sin is not a behavior problem. It's an identity problem. I hope you're, I hope you're getting this today if you are. I'm a sinner, therefore I do sin. Uh, you don't understand, John. I messed up terribly bad in eighth grade, and you can't believe what I did at 12th grade. And when I got into college, oh, my Lord, Jesus, right? I became a sinner. When I, no, 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 no. You were a sinner way before that, and so was I. The theological word for that is original sin. Original sin. Original sin means that because of our first parents, Adam and Eve, when we ate the fruit of the tree, they fell from grace. And what's the first thing they noticed? They were naked. If you're from the true south, you say naked. Right. We do have some southerners in here, right? I was born in the north, so I say naked, but those are from the true south, it's naked, right? They realized they were naked, and so they hid themselves, and so what did they do? They concealed themselves, right, and began to live in darkness. And so when we were born, our first parents sinned, so they were born into sin, so we were born into sin. It's not something that you did, rather it's something that you are. You don't have problems, you are the problem. Look at David. Psalm 51. He says, I conceived, I was conceived in sin. How many of you know that? Well, you say, well, you know what, John? I am not an Old Testament girl or guy. Oh, okay. Well, Romans chapter 3 then. For all, everyone say all, 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 all. That means everybody. That means you. That means me. That means your mama, your daddy, your grandmother, your grandpa, Mother Teresa, Billy Graham, John Miller. Put your name in there. All in the Greek means all. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Sin doesn't make me bad. Sin makes me dead. I have fallen and I can't get up. Those under 30 have no idea what I'm even talking about right now. Some of you maybe do. Right? I've fallen and I can't get up. Sin, the effects of it. And so I don't need a makeover. What I need is a brand new restart. And how many of you realize, some of you are old enough in this room, it's like blowing on the old Nintendo cartridges when it stopped working. You're like, you know, you tried to clean that out because it stopped working. Some of you, I just dated myself big time right there. But you're blowing it out and, you know, you're putting it in there. I need a restart. I need this thing to work, right? So you realize that you need a reset. 
How many of you have been lost? You've been driving your car and you didn't even know where you were. You're like, you're driving, you think you're headed to a location. We've all done this in this room. I only see one person shaking their head, but y'all have done it. And so you know this, and you know yourself well, I've done it. You're, you're, you're trying to go in a place, you go in a direction, you're like, and you get into a place and a location, and you're like, I don't even know where I'm at, and I'm not even at my destination, right? I am lost. How many of you know you can't get home into your location and destination if you don't establish where you are at first, right? I was born in sin. It wasn't something that you did. Sin was something that you are in and have it inside of you because it's your sinful nature. That's why doing wrong is easier for you and I than doing right. God, I am full of darkness and you are full of light. I want your power. I want your purity. And I definitely want your purpose. Then you are ready to step into the light. And John gives us then the gateway into light. So if you're saying, I'm not sure all of what you just said, John. Well, here's the action item. The gateway into the light is always confession. The gateway into light is always confession. And I want to break down confession because there's probably a number of different denominations represented here, and uh, people have grown up in many different ways. But if we really look at what the Bible says about confession, it is very freeing and never condemning. How many know, though, that mold grows in the dark? Maybe our projected self looks pretty good, but when the light exposes it and reveals who we are, we find a soul that is molding and decaying because you've been living in darkness. But confession, the Bible says, is the gateway to fellowship and relationship and walking with God every single day. Confession means this. It means to agree with God. That is it as its simplest terms. Confession is you and I simply agreeing with God. He's coming to them saying, I am the light. That's who I am. Do you agree with that? And you, then you come into agreement that, God, I am in agreement with who you are and also who I am as a lost person. I know who you are, God, and I know exactly who I am without you. Now we're getting somewhere. Then I'm confessing, God, that without you, I'm imperfect, and I'm full of blemishes, and I'm a sinner, and I don't want to live in the darkness one more moment. I want to walk in the light. How many of you know that God is not looking for perfect people? Can we just say that today? God is not looking for perfect people. I mean, he knows that. He was there with our first parents, Adam and Eve, in the garden. He knows this. But he's looking for honest people who understand, God, without you, my life is lost. My life is jacked up. I need you. So we need to live in the light. If we confess he is faithful and just, he purifies us, the Bible says, from all unrighteousness, and we allow his light to infiltrate our life. Now, this is a life-changing verse, if we'll see it for what it is, really. 
see him for who he is. It says that following Jesus inside of these passages of Scripture as disciples of him is more than just tagging along behind Jesus. It means following him for who he is and what he's already established in his word. Being so taken with him that you join yourself to him. Jesus said, I am, which equals I exist. That's what he's saying. I am equals I exist. I am the light of the world. He's saying, I exist to be the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I exist to be the bread of your life. I exist to be your light today in the midst of a darkened world. And his light then infiltrates us. This is life-changing. And so Jesus is only testifying about himself. And he's revealing what nobody else can do but him to light our pathway. So confession is this. is less about recalling all of your weaknesses and it's reminding you of all of God's strength. So many people get trapped in the bit of confession that keeps drawing them down and keeps holding their head under water like they can't breathe, like we do when we wear these masks, right? Can't breathe, my foot, you know, right? It's like, oh, I'm trying to get some air here. You know, condemnation holds us down. You know, we allow it to hold us down, suffocate us. That's not God. Listen, confession is, is that you realize, you know, more than recalling all of your weaknesses, it's reminding you and me of all of his strength today. God, I am weak, but you are strong. God is not looking for the perfect John Miller. He's looking for the honest John Miller. You put your name in there. He's not looking for the perfect... He's looking for the honest you. That's what he's looking for. But when I step into the light, I meet his grace, I get his strength, and his light offers you and me life today. That's the promise of Scripture. Would you just imagine today as we prepare to bring this to conclusion, would you imagine First John, the same writer, Gospel of John, this is the Apostle John, really speaking to us and praying for us today, no matter what we are going through, the difficulties, that you would realize who God is and He's strong and He's powerful, no matter what you're going through, the anxious thoughts today, discouragement, the loss of a family or friend or member that's very close to you something going on at home, something going on with your children, something going on in your business today, whatever it may be. But would you just realize that First John has these powerful words, and I'd like to just make it personal today, where he speaks to us as Abundant Life Church. That Abundant Life, I write to you this. I write that you may know that God is light and God is full of power. And he is on the move. And he's big. He is powerful. God is pure. There's no trace of darkness in him. That God is full of purpose. And that God is a game changer when he meets your life. We were dark. 
but we have a gateway into the light, and that gateway is called confession today. And his purpose is to purify every single one of us from unrighteousness, and that you would stop sinning, and that you would step into the light this morning. That's the scripture over us today. That's the scripture to us as his children and as his church. Come on, will you just bow your heads and close your eyes with me today as we, we just pray. Father, thank you for this powerful word. God, this word is so immense. This word is so huge, Lord. And we can only understand just a little bit of what you're singing in here that we know and understand this, that you are light. And God, you are powerful, Lord Jesus, and that God, you've promised us your light in the midst of a darkened world today. God, your light is powerful if we live in a home today that is dark But Lord, there's things that are going on that are not of you, that you are light and you've promised to shine through us, Lord, that you are powerful today, God, that Lord Jesus, nothing can comprehend your power that is at work and that your power is not static, but it is on the move today, Lord, and is accomplishing what it wants to do upon the earth because God, you're absolutely in control, Lord, today and that God, your light is pure that, Lord, as we come and we step in the light of who you are and your truth, that, God, there is purity in your light today, God. The Lord Jesus, we come sometimes with our unrighteousness and we come with our mistakes, but, God, we realize that when we come into your presence and realize who you are, that, God, we can be pure as well. And that, God, today your word gives us purpose. Lord, we cannot connect our destination without knowing you Lord, as the light of our life, that you give us purpose. I pray for any person in here today or in the sound of my voice that is lacking purpose in their life, in their business, in their calling, in their home, as a mom or a dad, as a young person, God, as a child. Lord, wherever they are at, God, if they are lacking purpose today, God, that they would come and they would just come rest assured and trust you as they come and stand in the light, God, as they receive you as the light, that, God, you will give them purpose today in the name of Jesus and that God, we realize the gateway into light today is confession. And that, God, it's less about thinking about all of our weaknesses. Yes, it is about confessing our sin. But, God, it says that when we do that, you're faithful and just to forgive us of all of our unrighteousness and sin. But, God, it's coming to realize that you're a powerful God. That, God, I am weak, but you are strong. And I need you today more than any other thing that is going on in my life, Lord. And I thank you for that. God, you are powerful today. You are pure today. You give me purpose today. And Father, I thank you for that as a body. I pray that, God, as we leave this place today, we would just go, we would minister into this community, Lord Jesus, that is in darkness, Lord, that we would just shine the light. God, you have done it. We've seen it through the last set of weeks, God, as we've had to be away from each other physically, Lord. We've seen people, Lord, that are really thinking about eternity more than ever before. They're thinking about their life. They're thinking about, Lord, what their next step is, Lord. So I pray that you would use us to mirror the light, Lord, of who you are, Lord, to a world that is dark. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we know that it's at the darkest moments that you shine the brightest, Lord, and you're making a way where there seems to be no way today. So, Lord, we thank you for that. Help us, 
Lord, today, we thank you for who you are, and I thank you for every person that's here today. Bless them, touch them, uplift them, and encourage them in the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen.